Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And do not forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. So Harry Douglas does not have to worry about snow in the palatial estate where he lives at in Atlanta, Georgia. For us up here in the Northeast, we got almost double digit of snow. And Harry Douglas had the absolute nerve at our pre-show meeting that tells Shannon Penn, Devin Penn, our other producers, and yours truly saying, if you guys need any kind of assistance shoveling snow or having me set up a snowblower, I'm here for you. Automatic lying before the show even got started today (laughs) by Harry Douglas. (laughs) Listen, if you guys need me to come up to uh-huh. Connecticut to help you shovel snow, uh-huh. make sure everything is safe, your surroundings, everything. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. offering my assistance. Okay. Now, what? because, you know, I'm not accustomed to doing things like that down here. Uh-huh. Now, when I was in college at Louisville right. or, you know, when I'm places traveling with game day and the weather is bad and the snow and the icy, I do it at that point. Okay. But not on a consistent basis like you guys living in Connecticut and I'm here in this wonderful weather down in Atlanta, Georgia. You got the wrong the wrong N word. It's not consistent basis. It's a non-existent basis when it comes to you as far as that goes. That doesn't exist to help us out. I got a bone to pick. Okay. Uh-oh. Punxsutawney Phil. Yes. Otherwise known as that rat in um, Pennsylvania. Yeah. He lost his fa- fastball, man. He doesn't. Exactly. Can you really trust a rodent? When it comes to weather predictions. I, I, you know what? In his defense, he didn't know the new overtime rules either. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, Shannon. That, that was a good one. Was good. What was that, last week? Literally last week? Last week, yeah. 11 days ago. How so many inches did we get today, Freddie? At, at least 9 to 10. That's a lot. Yeah. So what, what did he say? He doesn't say anything. Now, if a groundhog speaks, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> if Punxsutawneyville comes out of Boston, goes, I forecast... Six more weeks of winter. We got a whole different situation. If Punks don't even feel the size to speak to the masses, they just bring them up, they hold them up, and th- basically we got to take the words of the groundhog handlers that if he saw his shadow or not. Now, do we really believe them that they're basing their whole existence or not. non-existence on an overgrown rat? Or should we be even doing? <laughs> should we even be doing that with Punks and Tony Phil? Nah, I don't think so. I don't you're think talking so. About, you're talking about one of those rats that are down there in New York City? No, 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 no. This is a grown man rat when we Ooh. come to Punxsutawney Phil. Those rats in New York City, it'll take about four of them to take that brother down in Punxsutawney Phil. My goodness. Yeah, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I didn't see some big ones, too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that you haven't seen anything that big. I can promise you as far as that goes. You have not seen anything that big when it comes to Punxsutawney Phil. I can promise you. As far as that goes. You know what else we can promise you? We get right to it. The main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing with Freddie and Harry. So here's the deal. We know the Chiefs and 49ers played in the Super Bowl on Sunday, right? Here's something that you did know that can probably help your team to get there. 
They need your help, meaning your NFL team. So what is the main thing your team needs to do this offseason so they can be there in 2025? Let us know at Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Help your NFL team to help you. Let us know what is the main thing your NFL team needs to do this offseason so they can be where the 49ers and the Chiefs were on Sunday. Be a part of the under Freddie and Harry calling line at Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. By the way, Harry. Over 200 million people at one point or another watched Super Bowl 58 on Sunday. At one point or another, over 202 million people watched that Super Bowl on Sunday. More people watched that matchup. Biggest television audience in United States history. More people watched that than watched the moon landing back in 1969. (laughs) That is the power of the National Football League, period, end of story. Freddie, we say it all the time that the National Football League is king. Mm-hmm. And we make that statement, not jokingly, but in a serious manner because it is. And I right. think this weekend, also you add into it the star power in this game. You look at a Patrick Mahomes, a Travis Kelsey, a Andy Reid, a Kyle Shanahan, a mm-hmm. uh, 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 Debo Samuel, a Christian right. McCaffrey, mm-hmm. you know, a Brock Purdy trying to see if he can take down the standard in the National Football League. You add Taylor Swift. You mm-hmm. have Usher performing at halftime. Uh-huh. All these things contribute to people watching the Super Bowl right. on top of, you know, where the betting industry has gone within this game as well, right? Sure, so absolutely. that's another component that can be added to what we've seen transpire this weekend in the National Football League and watching the Super Bowl and how many people actually watched it. So it's only going to get better and better. But also, I believe people like watching history being chased okay. and the history being made. Right. And with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? right. A lot of people didn't put them in the, in the category of a dynasty. I did before they won this past weekend, but now it's official official, right? right? They become that dynasty that everyone was saying they weren't yet, or most people were saying they weren't yet. And on the other side, it comes to San Francisco 49ers, especially the way that game ended. We always love drama. We love intrigue. We want to have something to discuss. Once something big is over, it could be the Grammys, it could be the Oscars, although it has not been Oscars lately, but it could be the National Football League when it comes to Super Bowl, especially to your point, all that star power together. And the stars showed up. Brock Purdy was terrific. Patrick Mahomes was magical. Travis Kelsey did his thing in the second half. Debo Samuel kind of became a storyline because how Trent McDuffie completely shut him down in that Super Bowl. But when you have all that discussion after the game was over about the decisions that were made and not made, by Kyle Shanahan of the San Francisco 49ers. And that decision blew up in his face. And then Kansas City has a walk-off touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes to McCole Hardman, and everybody was celebrating, had so much to talk about. You add all that together with the betting industry and people for the the Super Bowl, maybe the first time a lot of young people, a lot of young women watched that game because, like you mentioned, Taylor Swift. And then they saw that, the way that it ended. And Usher at halftime, he had a lot of discussion. Was it a good performance, not a bad performance? It still is mind-boggling that over 200 million people watched one game 
involving a sporting event in the National Football League because I guarantee you a lot of those people that are watching, well, I'm never going to watch the NFL again, and blah, 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 blah. Those lying you-know-whats were a part of that $202 million that were watching that because of the intrigue as that game was able to go along and go along and go along. So it leads me to this, Freddie. You can sit up there and say you're going to boycott the National Football League. You're not going to watch because of A, B, C, and D. Guess what the NFL would say to you? So, exactly. we know you're going to watch anyway, or we know somebody close to you is going to be watching, and you might be in the area, so now you're going to be watching. So, we don't care. We have the numbers to back it up. To, to the, we, They have the proof in the pudding, as Grandma would say. No doubt about it. No doubt about that. By the way, he's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. I can't wait to ask Harry Douglas, Devin Kane. Shannon Penn, our two producers, this question involving the Chiefs and the 49ers and their future. Can't wait to do that. But the Mighty Wolf in Virginia has some thoughts on Punxsutawney Phil. Three, two, one. Oh! Yeah, man. My uh, respectful welcome from the brothers. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We appreciate it. gentlemen we have here. I wanted to let you know, gentlemen, that I come from, if you can't already tell, an all-Italian neighborhood. Okay. We have one of those rodents, okay. you know, in the hall. Okay. He comes out of the hall, and they ask him, did you see uh, your shadow? You know what he said? What? I didn't see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Wolf always delivers, doesn't he? <laughs> you may think you got Punxsutawney Phil. You got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine growing up with Wolf as kids? Can you imagine what that would have been? It been like the little rascals and the dead-end kids all over again. Having you got a good Wolf, time. Oh, hell to the yeah. Having a hell of a time. With the Wolf and his crew, that pack, yep. man, I'll sign up for that any day of the week. I don't care what neighborhood. Philly, <laughs> Chicago, New York, Hawaii, I don't care. If Wolf and his crew were around as kids, we would have gotten in a lot of trouble. But we'd had a lot of fun doing that when it came to that kind of trouble. Keep weighing in on the Freddie Harry call them line. Like we mentioned, what is the main thing your NFL team needs to do this offseason to be where Kansas City and San Francisco were on Sunday? We will take your calls at 888-729-3776 on Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together on ESPN Radio. Brother Harry Douglas, I'll throw this at you. Uh-oh. Involving those two teams. And Shannon Penn and Devin Kane, our producers, you can weigh in as well. You got these two teams. Meeting for in a Super Bowl for the second time in five years. And just like the last time they met, the Kansas City Chiefs down by 10 points. They win this game this time in overtime, 25-22. to 22. Harry Douglas, as a man who played in the NFL for 10 years with the Atlanta Falcons and the Tennessee Titans, if I ask you who has more motivation, is it the Chiefs going for a three-peat or the 49ers trying to end their drought? They have not won a Super Bowl since the 1994 season. This is now going on 30 years for that used-to-be gold-standard organization. If I threw that question to you, what is your answer? For me, it's the Kansas City Chiefs trying to go for a three-peat. Now, since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970, Mm -hmm. the NFL has not had a three-peat champion. Right. So if the Kansas City Chiefs are able to get this done, they will become the first team that actually got it done. So that's history in itself. But, Freddie, I'm going to go a little deeper with it. When I look at Patrick Mahomes and who he's chasing right now, and that's Tom Brady as the GOAT because Mahomes has three Super Bowls and Brady has seven, 
that's a thing, right? Okay. So if you're able to do something that Tom Brady wasn't able to do, that's win three Super Bowls in a row, that's something that you can add to your tally on your side of things when the debate comes up. Okay. Also look at Patrick Mahomes and how he didn't take too kind of being an underdog in this Super Bowl. He, he, he took it as disrespect. Right. And if, yeah. you, if you can't get respect, you better go get it. If you ain't got it, you better get it. That's what Keith Armstrong, my special team coach, used to say to us. Okay. If you ain't got it, you better get it. Well, the <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs, they're trying to go get it. Second thing, when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs, I look at Andy Reid as a head coach being compared to Bill Belichick, who a lot of people view as the greatest of all time right now. And I never thought we would hear that conversation. Exactly. So now you add him to that three-peat. Now he would have four Super Bowls compared to mm-hmm. Bill Belichick's six. Yeah. And then you also have to look at what he was able to do with the Philadelphia Eagles and that organization, right? Okay. As With the Green Bay Packers as an assistant, that whole nine, his total body of work would be looking damn good when you compare him to Bill Belichick. Now, the third thing I look at, I look at a guy in Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. and how you compare him against the all-time greats at the tight end position. Mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski has four. Okay. Tony Gonzalez doesn't have any, but mm-hmm. I played with a guy in Tony Gonzalez, and, man, you put the ball anywhere near him, right. one, two, three people, he coming down with it. Okay. He, he, he's up there when you, when you look at the tight end position. Right. But then also, like, the hunger you know, to be special, mm-hmm. the get better, yeah. do something that hasn't been done. Okay. You look at the youthfulness that the Kansas City Chiefs have uh-huh. sprinkled in with the veterans. Okay. I think those guys are hungry to get this done. Yeah. And you have a lot of people that understand that what it's, what it's going to take by winning two in a row. But I think Patrick Mahomes said it best, right, after he lost his first Super Bowl and they were trying to repeat that year. Listen to what Patrick Mahomes said, how he has to approach or his teammates have to approach things when trying to win another one. I mean, I think always the challenge whenever you win, um, and what I've learned is how can you get better? How can you continue to get better? Because that's what it takes. In this league, everybody gets better every single year. Um, and so whenever you win a championship, you, you celebrate, and you're like, let's just go do it again. And I think that was something that I learned from the, the first one that we lost when we tried to get the back-to-back is um, everybody was like, we're just going to run it back and do it again. This is what we're going to do. And uh, I feel like we fell short that way. And so for now it's let's get better. Let's find a way, whatever that small thing is, to get better at uh, every single person individually. Um, um, and then as a team, um, and let's just come, come with our best football and our best effort, and um, hopefully that, that's coming back and we're able to be, I think it's in New Orleans and, and on this podium again. See, what happened to the Kansas City Chiefs this season, I mm-hmm. thought was wonderful okay. because it forced them to dig deep down inside. It forced them to say, hey, we just can't go out there and we're going to win. Everyone's right. gunning for us. Right. So they were able to face adversity, beat that adversity, and come out with a back-to-back Super Bowl championship ring. So I think moving forward, the mindset is going to be of their leadership, Patrick Mahomes, in which we just heard. Okay. I'll ask Shannon Penn and Devin Kent, our producers. Harry says the more motivation should be for the Chiefs going for a three-peat in history. By the way, there's only been one three-peat team to win an NFL championship. You have to go back to 1929 through 1931 when the Green Bay Bay Packers did it. That's the only time we had a three-peat. In NFL history, one, two, three, winning a championship. Shannon Penn, I'll start with you. More motivation. Chiefs going for history in a three-peat or the 49ers ending a now 30-year drought of being a championship-less organization? Yeah, I'll agree with Harry. It's absolutely the Chiefs. The Chiefs are playing against ghosts now. Patrick Mahomes, similar to LeBron and him playing against ghosts, mm-hmm. Mahomes is chasing ghosts right at this point. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's, this is about legacy. We already know he's the best player in the league. 
We know he's probably the best. He's the best quarterback of his generation. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to be at that next level. So absolutely, oh, okay. it's the Chiefs. All right, Devin King, what about you, brother? I think overall, yes, it's the Chiefs. But like, if we're talking about how they're feeling right now in the immediacy, I think it's the 49ers in terms of mm-hmm. it's they're going to be salty for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily think Mahomes is thinking about his legacy right now because he's in the middle of his. He's career. in the middle of it, right? I think it's going to take care of itself. I don't think he necessarily has any more added pressure on himself to to achieve these things against like Tom Brady, for example. See, that's why Devin and Freddie Coleman are smarter than Shannon Penn and Harry Douglas because we're right; these two are wrong. I'm kidding because I don't care. But you guys <laughs> made some compelling points regarding Kansas City. But Devin just pointed it out. If the Super Bowl hadn't ended that way for San Francisco, because now we have questions, not about Brock Purdy, but about Kyle Shanahan. And can he get it done? Because the last three times, three out of the last four times been a championship situation, it has been a very difficult situation. Up 20 to 3 is the offense coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. We know how that in that Super Bowl versus the Patriots. A 17 to 7 lead against the Los Angeles Rams as head coach San Francisco 49ers. They lost that lead. They almost had it happen to them again in the NFC Championship game because they were getting the blood beaten out of them by the Detroit Lions in the first half. And literally, Brock Purdy saved his behind. Let's call it as it is. Brock Purdy saved his behind in the second half of that game, making plays all over the place. And then you have this what happened on Sunday. We have more questions about Kyle Shanahan than I thought we than I think we should have, but it's there. This guy is an elite coach in the National Football League. The gap between him and Andy Reid is not that far. But when you have a 10-point lead not once but twice in the Super Bowl against Andy Reid and the Chiefs win that game, and then you have everybody question you, even your own players say, we didn't know anything about the overtime rules. I mean, how do your players not know about that? How do you not share that with your players? Or how do your players have no respect for you to tell everybody that you didn't tell them that when they hear the Kansas Chiefs and Chris Jones said, oh, yeah, Andy Reid told that in preseason, and he kept telling us about it. We have more questions about an elite coach like that. And he add to the fact that they're a championship-less organization for the last 30 years, I think that motivation is a little bit more of a San Francisco than the Chiefs going for history. I'll say this right here. When it comes to the San Francisco 49ers, it seemed that after that Super Bowl loss, I didn't see unity amongst that football team. Mm. When you see Eric mm. Armstead saying what he said, also Kyle Juszczyk, but just recently you seen Brandon Ayuk. I don't know if it was a tweet or something on Instagram where he said, hey, don't forget what got you there. Right. Right. Sticking so, up for so, his coach. So, so so now we're we're trying to or he could be saying, hey, I didn't get the ball enough like I thought I should have been getting it. Yeah. yeah the, the, so, the so, of that. Yeah. So so now you see the division amongst this football team. So are they going to be in unison moving forward? Or, 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 or is everyone going to come together? We've seen it with the Kansas City Chiefs. We've seen uh, Travis Kelsey and Big Red. We've seen Rasheed Rice and Patrick Mahomes. But we've seen at the end of the day, mm-hmm. everybody come together. We have a common goal. Okay. All right, get out your feelings. Also, you're going to have to add in the, the media motivation oh. over the summer because what's the storyline going to be? Mm-hmm. It's going to be the Chiefs, they just won a Super Bowl with the largest cap hit in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. They're going to get better. Everyone yeah. believes that they're only going to get better. Mm-hmm. The 49ers, on the other hand, they got a lot of good pieces, but yeah. at some point you're going to have to start, you, what's the Purdy contract situation going to look like coming up? There's a lot more questions about 
was this their best opportunity moving forward? So I think that's going to add some more motivation as well. And look at the free agents the San Francisco 49ers have right now. Juwan Jennings, who was tremendous in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Chase Young, who kept getting better and better if they got him in the Washington football team. Javon Kinlaw, and a, a guy who's underrated on the defensive tackle when it comes to that. You know, I got Sam Donald. You need a backup quarterback, even though Brock Purdy's established himself as a guy. You got Randy Gregory, who is a pass rushing guy that you need for that defense. You got Oren Burks, a linebacker. You don't know what Dre Greenlaw is going to look like after suffering that Achilles injury in the Super Bowl, so you're going to need Oren Burks until Dre Greenlaw is going to be ready. Those are the kind of free agency questions. Who you're going to keep, who you're not going to keep with your coin that comes to San Francisco. And you better make sure, unlike in the Super Bowl, that you better make the right decision. If you're Kyle Shanahan, and also when it comes to the general manager, when it comes to the guy helping him out in John Lynch, that's another factor that we got to factor in. Who they're going to keep and who they're going to have to part with because the salary cap and that structure, you can't keep everybody like you could in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. I add one more tiny thing. All right. At some point, Brandon Nayuk is going to want to get paid. Mm-hmm. After balling sooner, out the way he balled this year. Sooner than later, yes. Brandon Ayuk may want to get paid this offseason. Yeah, that's right. Either way, it's a tricky situation in the city by the bay. Not so much in the city in Kansas City. They got their championship. San Francisco still looking to end their drought. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Those two teams are in the Super Bowl on Sunday. What's the main thing your team, your NFL team, needs to do this offseason to either get there or if you're a 49ers a Chiefs fan, stay there. plus a friend who's going to be a former friend in the next 10 minutes. We're going to tell you who left the 49ers off their top Super Bowl, top five Super Bowl contenders for next year. Like I said, he's a friend now, but in 10 minutes, he won't be. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. It's Freddie and Harry. And this is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. On this Mardi Gras Tuesday, known as Freddie and Harry, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Hit us up anytime you want on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. But it's time to hear from you at 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you. What is the main thing your NFL team needs to do this offseason to get to where the Chiefs and the 49ers were on Sunday in Super Bowl 58, 888-729-3776. One of our favorites is Miss Kelly in Illinois. Miss Kelly, what you got, my friend? How are my two favorite people in Connecticut, by We're doing quite well. Thank We're you very much. having a nor'easter. Yes, we are. Oh, good. <laughs> I remember a nor'easter coming off the coast of, New, of when I lived in New London. It gets pretty bad out there. You guys be careful. Oh, when when um, did you live in New London? For when, when, when and where, Kelly? In, in the 80s, I was I was military, mar- married to a military man. Okay. I lived in California, went to Connecticut, went to Georgia, went to Wisconsin, came back here to Illinois, back to Wisconsin. You name it, I've been there twice. Wow. Wow. She's been mm-hmm. everywhere, that woman. And I She's lived in been Italy. everywhere. Yeah, I lived in Covington. I loved it down there. The people are so nice. Okay, wow. See, Kelly has been everywhere. My I've been around yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm 61 years old, and I. Well, I have left the United States. I've been to Mexico and Canada. That's as okay. far as I'm going to go out of the United States. Well, God bless you, Marcia. Um, God bless you. I know. I try hard. So I will tell you. So our Packers did it, you know, back in the 60s when that dinosaur was the earth. Um, but our, I think our offense is good. Mm-hmm. Our defense needs some help. I'm going to tell you something. We are going to be a team to be reckoned with if we can click on all four cylinders. That's how I feel. And second of all, how the hell does a head coach not know the damn rules? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's been trying to find the answer to that question regarding Kyle Shanahan. And it's not, I don't think that he did not know the new rule in place when it comes to overtime. And if he did know that, Harry, I'm never letting anybody know that. I'm taking that to the grave with me. But I'm with about the Packers. They got a new defense coordinator. They get some pieces. That offense is definitely ready to roll once again in 2024. Yeah, Jeff Halfley, who was the head coach at Boston College, he's Mm -hmm. now coming over to be their defensive coordinator. They have a ton of first-round draft picks on their defense. Now it's about time for them to play up to their capabilities, not just in spurts, but from the season when it begins all the way to the end of the season. They have to be consistent and have that consistency because I really like what I've seen from their offense and Jordan Love at the quarterback position and their skill position players. Now I just think if that that defense can complement them on a consistent basis, they're going to be okay. Jamal in California, what is the main thing your NFL team needs to do this offseason? Who's that team and why? Uh, The 49ers. I agree with the last caller with the rules, the changes of the rules. Uh, that's a big mistake. Jamal, you sound defeated from Sunday, brother. Oh, very defeated. You know what? I was wondering if you can guys can clear up two calls for me. Okay. Was that not pass interference on Debo in the end zone and the last play of the game? Wasn't that uh, a legal man down the field on that pass? No, he because- was three yards down the field. Well, I will say this about the Debo pass in the end zone. When you have the DB, in which it was uh, McDuffie, 
he's playing the football, right? And he has a right to be able to play the football. Now, if his back would have been turned Mm -hmm. and he's grabbing on Debo in that case, then they probably would have called pass interference. But the simple fact that he's turning around, batting the football down, trying to play the football, he has a right to be able to do that. Yeah, don't let a lot of hand fighting go if it's not something where you're creating separation, either from the offensive player to defensive player and vice versa. That's why that pass interference was a call. Now, the touchdown pass in the end zone, you can be downfield within one yard of the line of scrimmage when that happened. The minute the pass is released, that's why they did not call a legal man downfield against the Kansas City Chiefs by the letter of the law when it comes to that in the National Football League. That's why that call is not made against him. Thank you. Keep weighing in. Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. On the Freddie Harry calling line, what is the main thing your NFL team needs to do this offseason to be with the 49ers and the Chiefs were on Sunday 888-729-3776. That gives you a chance to be on Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Now, earlier today on Unsportsmanlike, great morning show, Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio from 6A to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Early today, our man Chris Canty, like I said, he's about to be a former friend in about a couple of minutes, and here's why. He listed his top five Super Bowl contenders for next year at number five the Houston Texans number four the Cincinnati Bengals number three the Detroit Lions number two the Baltimore Ravens and number one the Kansas City Chiefs but no San Francisco 49ers was on his list Chris Canty for the love of the all that is Kyle Shanahan holy explain yourself they might be a playoff team I, I don't think they'll be a contender I'm not even sure they're going to win their division Rams I don't think they I think the Rams are going to win that division now, let me start with the division first, the NFC West. I do believe that division is going to be a lot tougher than people think moving forward. You look at the Rams and what they were able to do this year making the playoffs. They're going to get better adding more pieces. The Arizona Cardinals. We've seen the Arizona Cardinals beat teams that a lot of people in hell and high waters thought they wouldn't even beat this season. Kyler Murray came back. It was an instant spark for that football team. Jonathan Gannon knows how to coach the game of football. You also look at Mike McDonald now becoming the head coach with the Seattle Seahawks, and I can't help but think about those young players that he has on defense and how he's going to be able to get the best out of them. I need to see what they're going to do at the quarterback position. But Mm -hmm. whatever quarterback – it's, it's filled into that spot. If it's not Geno, mm-hmm. you have playmakers all around that area. And then you've got the San Francisco 49ers. I honestly believe that San Fran will be a, a Super Bowl contender in 2024. Absolutely. You just can't – I just don't see them dropping off from having the success they've been, been able to have over this last four or five years, and then all of a sudden, boom, they're not yeah. going to be able to contend. Yeah. I understand the Ravens and the Chiefs on his list above San Francisco. Maybe the Lions, you might be able to make a case for them, especially the way they played in the first half and did not play in this, that way in the second half of the NFC Championship game. But Cincinnati with Joe Burrow coming off an injury, you don't know what that's going to look like. And, oh, by the by, they're going to have a new offensive coordinator. You'll know what kind of guys they've been losing all season, and they didn't make the playoffs last year. That's an awful, awful big jump, even though we know the Cincinnati Bengals can do when Joe Burrow, Joe Cool's right and ready. The Houston Texans, I love them. There's no way that team is going to be better than the San Francisco 49ers in 2024. They have an advantage of quarterback. C.J. Stroud means a better quarterback than Brock Purdy, but it's not a big, big, big gap between both of those two. But the 49ers have infinitely more talent than the Houston Texans, especially on the defensive side of the football. So that's why Chris Canthy is now a former friend. When you put these kind of teams out there, like the Texans and the Bengals, in front of a team that, let's be honest, pretty much dominated Kansas City 
in the first half of Super Bowl 58, but they had a lot of self-inflicted wounds to keep that game from being away, from getting out of hand in their favor. That's why, CC. I know if you put me and Harry together, we're not as big as you. I understand that. We should be afraid of you. I get it. But, dude, CC, bruh, there's no way that the Bengals and the Texans are better Super Bowl contenders in 2024 than a team that just lost in overtime to the Kansas City Chiefs when it comes to San Francisco. I want to know also where are the Bills in this whole ordeal, right? When you talk about Buffalo. Okay. Because, you know, you're going to have a lot of guys coming back from injury that that played a significant role on their football team before they actually got hurt. Absolutely. Um, Also, you have Stephon Diggs. Are you going to add another piece, you know, opposite of him to give him – or give Josh Allen that one-two points at the wide receiver position. Right. You have the tight end, the young guy in Dalton Kincaid. So I wouldn't just count the Buffalo Bills out either. Yeah. I know a lot of people are saying that their Super Bowl window is closing. I just think it's getting a little slimmer because mm-hmm. of the quarterbacks and how da- dynamic they are in the AFC. Mm-hmm. But as long as you have Josh Allen, you yep. have an opportunity in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt. You, you have a chance. There's absolutely yep. no doubt about that because no matter what his turnover problems were at various times in the regular season – we saw that he's great enough. He's a great quarterback, Josh Allen. He's great enough to overcome that, and his team knows that. Nobody looked at Josh Allen and said, hey, stop being reckless with the football. They're like, look, you're trying to make plays. We know that you're all about this football team and laying it on the line for this football team. They can live with that because they've seen him make big plays with his arm, big play with his legs time and time again. He was one of the main factors why – People looked at that team getting into the playoffs last year and saying, hey, Kansas, say that's it. You, you ain't beating Buffalo. The way Buffalo's playing, the way you're not playing, <laughs> good luck with that. Then Magic Mahomes and that team showed up with that elite defense and they played to that level that was able to stymie him. But, yeah, anytime you got a guy like that, you got a chance. I'd put Buffalo on CC's list over the, over the Bengals and over the Texans. Well, check this out, though. We, we also know that Buffalo was the hottest team going into the playoff last year, right? And they were on a nice little win streak beating quality opponents mm-hmm. before they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. And a lot of people believe if they had an opportunity to play in the AFC Championship game, that finally would have been Josh Allen's breakthrough. Now, right. I still probably would have took the Baltimore Ravens, but right. there's a lot of people that believe that the Buffalo Bills in the heat of that they were on, that they would have had an opportunity if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl. I would have loved to see as much as I love seeing Patrick Mahomes on one side and Lamar Jackson of Baltimore on the other side because we had not seen that before. We've only seen it one time with Josh Allen and Buffalo and Lamar Jackson and Baltimore Ravens in the playoff game, and Lamar didn't have the kind of team that he has now. He, doesn't have, he didn't have the kind of weapons that he has now. That would have been very interesting to see two guys when you look at Josh Allen, he's almost a bigger version of Lamar Jackson with his ability to make throws down the field and his ability to make plays with his legs running the football. That could have been very, very frisky involving both of those two guys playing the same kind of style at different ways but being very effective MVP candidates for the football teams. And it would have been a different dynamic because we we would have known for a fact, right, that one of those guys would have had their breakthrough. Yep. One of those mm-hmm. guys would have been able to get to the Super Bowl and potentially gone on to win it. I'm not going to say guarantee win it, yeah. but potentially could have went on ahead and win it and got their first Super Bowl ring. But mm-hmm. that guy in that standard, Patrick Mahomes, that guy didn't allow there. it to happen. Yeah, and he's Beat gonna, both of them. Yeah, he's going to do that to a lot of people still. He's only 28 years of age. He literally may be just getting started, even adding more to his legacy that is pretty much 
already set in stone going forward is only going to get higher and higher and higher. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs to give you protection on the road and on the water. So see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Keep weighing in at 888-729-3776. What is the main thing your NFL team needs to do this offseason to have a chance of thinking about a Super Bowl? 888-729-3776. And the Chicago Bears, they are not going to screw themselves with the number one pick in April, right? The one thing that I that is clear, he is not special. And who said that about USC quarterback Caleb Williams, who the Bears, we think, won at number one? That's next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Celebrating all the great music out of the great city of New Orleans on this Mardi Gras Tuesday known as Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Feeling better now? <laughs> hey, man, this, this brought back a time in my life that was just amazing. Want to share with the class? Hey, man, you know, big timers, man, uh-huh. the hot boys, mm-hmm. Master, Master P, P, and No Limit. Mm-hmm. Some good old days right there, man. I'm a no-limit soldier. <laughs> white tees and Jabot jeans. Oh, man. Shannon, I had every color yeah. Jabot jeans. Oh, you did? My, my college roommate played, def- played defense in, right? Uh-huh. Uh, he was from New Orleans. Uh-huh. So he wore uh-huh. size 42. Not to mention, I went to college at 5'8", 125, and I used to <laughs> wear some of his jeans. With, what? With, with the belt scrunching up in the front. T-shirts coming down to my kneecaps, some soldier Reeboks and everything, man. There's got to be pictures of this somewhere. I'll find one. And please do. And I want to see it. One. I want to see Harry Douglas looking like that. <laughs> but yeah. that, that was the thing back then. Though. I know, but. Baggy clothes. Yeah, and, but that wasn't baggy clothes. That was like a whole baggy outfit for you. Wait a minute. You know how heavy size 42 jeans Exactly. <laughs> I know. Exactly. 
Wow. <laughs> no. Harry's part of the culture, period. <laughs> End rest, of story. Re, re, rest in peace, man, to, to my guy, Shane Michael Bailey. Man. Okay. That, wow. That was, that was my guy right man, there. That's a great memory. That's a really great memory. And he was like 6'4", yeah. 250, 260. So you see this big, light-skinned defensive end, uh-huh. and you see this little skinny, dark-skinned <laughs> <laughs> wide receiver. And we looking like Randy Stimpy. Everywhere he was, I was. Everywhere I was, he was. Wearing his clothes. It was hilarious, man. Oh, my goodness. That is fantastic. Well, I'm glad you guys have that relationship because people in Chicago are hoping that the Bears don't screw up another relationship when it comes to a quarterback. Caleb Williams, the number one overall draft pick, seems to be taken or want to be taken by the Chicago Bears in April at the NFL draft that's going to happen in Detroit. But waiting until you check out Merrill Hodge, for NFL running back, when he's on NBC Sports in Chicago, you get the sense he's trying to warn the Chicago Bears that maybe, just maybe, you should leave Caleb Williams alone and maybe have to take somebody else or still your quarterback, Justin Fields, with your quarterback in your organization. The one thing that I that is clear, he is not special. He is not something unique like a Patrick Mahomes. Okay. And I hope the Bears don't think, well, let's, let's, let's try to make up for our mistake when we pass up Patrick yeah. Mahomes and go get the Patrick Mahomes. The right. kid is not Patrick Mahomes. Ain't even remotely close to that. The thing that's disturbed me right now is his inability to be consistent on the move as a thrower. That's really, that's really, and he's willing to do that a lot more than he should than he has to. You just you don't have that choice in our league. There's not enough there to be like to this point where I'd be like, yeah, he's worth me getting rid of Justin Fields and bringing this guy in. I respectfully disagree. Okay. Um, I don't get why he says a guy isn't special. I don't think you win, don't win the Heisman. You can't win the Heisman without being special. That's number one. When I look at Caleb Williams, I talk about instincts. So let me tell you special plays that he made mm-hmm. while he was a freshman at Oklahoma before he became the starter at Oklahoma. When I look at a game that he comes into versus the Texas Longhorns and the mm-hmm. biggest rivalry in college football, yep. right? And they have a situation on fourth and one, and Caleb Williams Williams eludes four Texas defenders and takes the football to the house. Or when he steps up in a pocket on one leg, throws a touchdown to Marvin Mims, and the location is perfect for Marvin Mims to catch that touchdown. Right. Or a few weeks later while he's playing against Kansas, mm-hmm. it's a fourth and two, I think a fourth and three situation. He eludes three guys again and runs for a touchdown. Or when it's third and two to try to seal the game, the running back is getting stopped, and he takes the ball from the running back because he's instinctive and he just knows to do it and picks up the first down. So now Kansas doesn't get the football. It was yeah. fourth down to be exact. They don't get the football at midfield trying to go score and beat the Oklahoma Sooners. Now, this was all the things that Caleb Williams was doing in his freshman year. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Second year at USC, he wins a Heisman. You see all kind of miraculous plays. Does he need some fine-tuning? Yes, but so did Patrick Mahomes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So did Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I get it. And if you're the Chicago Bears, and if you think for one minute that Caleb Williams is that instinctive, that dynamic player that you need, Mm -hmm. you got to take him. Because in 2017, you took Mitchell Trubisky. In 2023... When you had the number one pick, you traded out of it, and you could have drafted C.J. Stroud, and he's been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to go three for three yeah. in failing in those regards, mm-hmm. or are you going to finally you know, sew this thing up at the quarterback position and have your guy the future and also reset your franchise from a money standpoint? Here's where his opinion of Caleb Williams is flawed with me. And believe me, when Merrill Hodge worked here, I always loved talking football with him. I have a lot of respect for his opinion. Here's where it's flawed. Of course he's not Patrick Mahomes. Who the hell is? Mm-hmm. The only one who's Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, period. That's flawed number one. 
And number two, to bring some memory to his memory and everybody else's memory, when Patrick Mahomes was drafted, plenty of people criticized John Dorsey for that pick with the Kansas City Chiefs. Plenty of people said, I don't see special when I see Patrick Mahomes. I see undisciplined. I see bad footwork. Why would the Chiefs trade up for this guy? I'll never get Chris Carter, Hall of Fame wide receiver, saying, well, if he's that great, why are you trading up for him and not going to get Deshaun Watson? It's amazing how so much of the criticism, not just Merrill Hodge, he's not the only one who's criticized Caleb Williams. Some of the same people that same criticisms were with a guy that's now the gold standard in the National Football League. And it depends what organization you go to and how they're going to coach you up with the talent that you have when it comes to Caleb Williams or anybody else. So stop with comparisons to Patrick Mahomes. Enough with that. It's an insult to Patrick Mahomes. And not for nothing, it's not doing Caleb Williams or Drake May or anybody any favors when it comes to the NFL draft this year. That's where his his opinion is flawed to me. I agree, Freddie. And and Caleb Williams, man, he's a phenomenal talent. And Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. The Chiefs were vulnerable, but they wanted to chip any old way. Who missed their chance to take advantage of their vulnerability? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.